0: Hey, y'all, it's Jana. I'm your host of the Umbra Readings podcast. Today's episode is going to be all about the total solar eclipse new moon in Sagittarius. So, in this episode, we're going to go ahead and do a collective reading combining tarot and the Akashic Records to get some wisdom and downloads about this cycle. But before we get into that, I'm going to go ahead and give you a quick overview of the new moon. If you're tuned in to the astrology of the moment, even if you aren't, you're feeling this stuff big time. Because today's, or I guess at this point, depending on what time zone you're in, yesterday's, new moon, solar eclipse, in Sagittarius was a really, really pivotal turning point and closure and threshold that we're experiencing collectively as we close out the last 18 months. Um, Since May of 2020, the nodes of fate, the North Node and the South Node, have been transiting through the Gemini and Sagittarius axis polarity. So the North Node, which kind of represents our what we're moving toward, what we're being invited and called toward, what we're being magnetized toward, the higher truth, the higher soul lessons that we're learning, that we're being invited into, um, its growth, its reorientation, its um, emergence and how we follow that. The North Node represents all of those things, whereas the South Node represents what we're releasing, what we've already learned, the sort of karmic knowings, the lessons, the experiences, the parts of ourselves that were once true and are perhaps cushy and comfortable, but are no longer serving us. And we're being invited to move away from those things, away from the South Node. And so on this new moon, which is a solar eclipse, The sun and the moon are sitting on top, or, you know, in this case, close by the south node, which has been in Sagittarius since May of 2020. And this has been really potent energy for us collectively as we've moved through beliefs, Sagittarius, ideas, Sagittarius, self-concepts, and uh, limiting things ideas about both the world and ourselves that we have been called away from over these last 18 months. So to have our final solar eclipse on the south node as we close out this cycle, We're really being reminded of all of the beliefs, all of the limiting ideas, all of the things, the thinking, the ways of being, the ideologies that we've distanced ourselves from over these past 18 months. And for most of us, probably and hopefully, there are a whole lot of them. We have faced a lot of incongruences and dissonance and um, let's say generously misleading information and beliefs that have created a lot of havoc and a lot of pain in our world. And we've seen the ways that our beliefs, our capitalism, our white supremacy, our general bullshit has caused harm and has and will continue to cause harm if we are not continuously practicing unlearning. And so this south node in Sag is really this process of unlearning. And as we move into the Taurus and Scorpio axis for the next 18 months, it's going to be a real restructuring of our values, Taurus, and our connection to fixed ways of being, the new practices, the new beliefs, the new... um, courage that we bring to our intimate relationships to our relationship with ourself to the ways we show up in the world we're really restructuring these things and creating new foundations for them to thrive within but in order to do that we first really had to exhale and let go of a lot of the things that were limiting our sight limiting our beliefs and move toward different ways of communicating and expressing ourselves, new ways of thinking, new ways of conceptualizing, new ways of learning, which is so Gemini and so what the North Node has been focused on over these past 18 months. So um, a couple like biggie things that I just want to highlight with this new moon, um, and I'm not going to go too deep. I like to keep these short. Um, But the major aspects that the moon is forming besides being conjunct the sun and Mercury um, is a square to Neptune, squaring Neptune in Pisces, which has just moved direct after being retrograde for the past six months. And. This has represented a lot, again, shifts in ideologies, um, shifts out of sort of disillusionment and foggy-mindedness and thinking that is really swampy and um, riddled with self-deception or a lack of awareness, a lack of consciousness. And that's something that came up in today's reading, um, which I'm excited to jump into so up next i'm just going to get straight into it we will start with a message from the akashic records just a general message that came up right after i opened the records and then i'll dive into our three pile spread uh which is going to highlight a lot of the energies that are showing up for us that we're both um absorbing releasing and being guided toward i hope you enjoy. <music> first question is what is our north star right now or what is the guiding light that is sort of pointing the way forward showing us the next steps serving as a sort of soul compass for us the second question is going to be what are we ah, exhaling what are we not necessarily ridding ourselves of, but what kind of energy are we ready to sort of move through, to release, to shake our shoulders off and say, it's okay for this to lessen, to decrease, to uh, loosen its hold on us. And then the final question that we're gonna ask today is what is coming through? What is our overarching message for the eclipse, what is the overarching message for the last 18 months. Um, this is a real potent closure of karmic cycles for us collectively. So this pile right here on the right is going to speak to Uh, The energies that are coming through, the messages that are coming through from our guides and um, any support that we need to hear or know at this time. I've already opened the Akashic Records, so I'm going to see if there are any messages that are coming through generally for us before we dig into the cards. Any general messages that we're ready to receive before we dip into the cards. Um, So I'm seeing a visual of it's sort of like, similar to this crystal actually, but it's it's like a cool, a really light, cool blue round stone. And I'd heard the word cold came through initially. So it feels like there's a part of ourselves that maybe feels like it's been left out in the cold. Um, I'm visualizing like the five of discs in the tarot, uh, which speaks to this this feeling of being abandoned or a feeling of being um, neglected or ignored or not held with safety. So this could be something that is coming through for ourselves. Um, Maybe we've abandoned ourselves and this new moon eclipse is sort of highlighting the ways that uh, we're ready to reclaim ourselves, to parent ourselves, to nurture ourselves. And the parts of ourselves that we've abandoned that we're ready to bring back in and caretake and accept and show love to but it also feels like it could definitely be speaking to energy that's come up in a relationship one particular important relationship for us um, that has sort of uh probably been present for the last 18 months since the nodes moved into Gemini and Sagittarius. So we're thinking back to May and June of 2020. Obviously the world was in a very intense place around that time. And there was a lot of grand abandonment happening, a lot of systemic bullshit. (laughs) And uh, the way that we were seeing our government abandon us collectively, um, and particularly groups that are already disenfranchised, um, but this feels like it certainly is speaking on a collective level, but is also speaking to us on an interpersonal level. Um, so what kind of sense of abandonment came up for you around that time, perhaps around the spring of 2020, uh, and how is that resurfacing now and in what shifted form? And how are we now better able to step into our own power? to nurture ourselves, to care for ourselves, to parent ourselves in a way that we weren't necessarily, um, that we didn't necessarily have the bandwidth or the emotional uh, spaciousness or self-compassion to really do at that point. Because now that we're at this solar eclipse in Sagittarius, which is closing out this 18 month cycle, we're really being invited to look at the ways that our beliefs have shifted, the ways that our beliefs about ourselves, the self-limiting beliefs that we put to rest, but also the beliefs that we have about the world, um, about structures, about systems that are supposed to hold us, about systems that are supposed to care for us. So it feels like at this moment, our, our guides are really inviting us to take that sort of retrospective look and do a bit of like a milestoneing exercise to kind of look back and say, 18 months ago, this is where I was at. This is where I was at with my beliefs. This is where I was at with my activism. This is where I was at with my own sense of personal autonomy and confidence and grace and compassion and Uh, courage. Courage is a big word that's come up a lot lately. So how has courage played a role in your life over the last 18 months? And how has, um, hmm, how has courage played a role in intimacy for you? And I say intimacy because I feel like as we're shifting into this, uh, which I won't touch on too much, but, but as we're shifting into a new, nodal energy with Taurus and Scorpio. Intimacy is a huge, huge, juicy topic that we're really digging into throughout this next stretch, throughout this next year and a half long cycle. Um, So I, I really feel that these ideas of courage, of shifting beliefs, of sense of self, and of uh, reclaiming ourselves, the parts of ourselves that we've abandoned and the parts of ourselves that have felt abandoned in relationship and in intimacy are really what are coming up for examination right now. Okay, so that's the first message that we're getting from the records. Um, Now I'm gonna segue into pile one. I drew these piles before uh, the reading itself because I didn't wanna be shuffling and pulling cards on camera but i haven't looked at these piles so we'll see what comes out of them so this first one is going to uh represent the energies that are acting as a sort of north star a guiding light for us at this moment so these are the energies that are pointing us uh in our you know next direction Mm -hmm. They're guiding our next steps. They're showing us the way forward on this new moon in Sagittarius. And Sagittarius is so much about the journey. Um, it's such a, it's such an expansive sign that uh, really encompass, encompasses these sort of energies of, um, of quest, of exploration, of um, faith of a sense of belonging in the collective and a sense of belonging to oneself, this passionate fire energy that's very collectively focused. Uh, And it has such potent wisdom. And so as we pull these cards, we're tapping into that Sagittarian wisdom. So the first card that we're gonna dig into is from the Reclaim Oracle deck and this is going to speak to the energies or emotions that are serving as a sort of guiding light or north star for us right now respect beautiful so with the respect card we see a figure in the center of a sort of rectangular box um they have what actually looks like a moon above their head and they have This sort of little fire between their feet, holding their arms out. There's one figure on their right side, outside of their boundaried space, and one figure on their left side. And both are looking in through the glass or through whatever this division is for them. And this card really embodies the energy of boundaries. It embodies the energy of showing respect to others by first showing respect to ourselves. And this has been a message that's come through really heartily throughout this two week eclipse portal that we're now ending, is that how important the act of showing respect to oneself is, because that is truly how we then embody the boundaries that are necessary for us to show up in relationships with health and respect. We have to show it to ourselves first, we have to align with what is true and acceptable and okay and healthy for us before we can look at someone else and say, I see you and I respect the boundaries that you're holding. And here's how we can come together and see if our boundaries align and see if our limitations align and see if our expansiveness aligns. So this is really deeply tapping into that sense of self-respect that then Uh, lays the foundation for us to be more respectful and more conscious in the relationships that we choose to engage in. Yay. Okay, so I love that for the guiding light. Um, I'm just going to kind of mishmash what order we're going in here. Next, it feels like going to the tarot is good. So, yeah. Uh, Okay, so we have the death card. Um, If you're familiar with with tarot, if you, if you practice or read, uh, you know that the death card is not really to be feared. Um, it's, I would say almost never going to be connected to literal death. It's an energetic death. It's a sense of transformation. This card is connected to Scorpio energy, which, um, is like the Phoenix. It's, uh, this, this figure here, the skeleton is holding a scythe, which is like how you bring swift endings so that you can bring transformation and maybe throughout the eclipse you have felt endings coming in various forms maybe it's been relationships maybe it's been beliefs maybe it's been um, ideas that you had about the world very sagittarius your belief systems that are crumbling your connection to truth whatever that means to you Um, that feels like we're being invited to continue to lean into those little deaths. I was thinking earlier about le petit mort, which means the little death in French, it means orgasm, and how that, even the act of climaxing, can bring about a sort of energetic sadness afterwards, because it's like this energy releases from your body. It could be tension, it could be stress, whatever it is that's being held within your body that is now ready to be released. And um, somatically, it feels like it's important to say that there might be big shifts happening in your body right now that uh, you may not even be conscious of, but that you're being invited to lean into that ache that you feel in your shoulder and kind of visualize that as you stretch that out as you breathe into that space, that there's an emotion, there's a memory, there's something that is tied to that space in your body that is now ready to sort of ha, loosen, and exhale. And the more that you do that, this is acting as our guiding light, so the more you lean into that, the more you celebrate the deaths in life, the more you celebrate the endings that make space for transformation, that make space for renewal and rebirth, that's what this card ultimately speaks to yes when death happens it can bring pain and a sense of loss and grief but also what does that clear within us within our life within our soul that then allows for new seeds to be planted and new beauty to be harvested at some point we like it okay um the next card i will go for is our crystal which is Labradorite, Um, and what do you know? Labradorite is all about transformation, magic, and imagination. So I'll go ahead and read the description. A stone of transition, Labradorite assists in times of change and transformation. It expands our connection with the universe, unlocking the third eye and all the wonder that lies beyond the physical realm, as well as your magical powers. Labradorite evokes the magic we all have, reminding us to wield our power by going within and connecting to the core truths, Sag, of who we are. Chase after your dreams and align yourself with the vibration of anything is possible, an energy Labradorite is all too familiar with. And as we see here, beautifully continuous, uh, the zodiac signs that Labradorite is associated with are Leo, Scorpio. Death card here and Sagittarius. And the planets are Neptune and Jupiter, which is really interesting and potent right now considering Neptune just uh, switched from retrograde motion to direct on December 1st. Uh, So that after having been in retrograde motion for six months and Neptune speaking to this sort of illusory quality Um, that many of us have been feeling this, uh, maybe you've been sort of locked in a place of fantasy or even delusion in some spaces in your life. And with Neptune moving direct, we're gonna see a sort of initiatory crossing into a space of greater truth and greater consciousness and awareness, Um, a move away from disillusionment, a move toward awareness. And that is through the energy of transformation. Um, And let's keep in mind that, you know, as we see here, Labradorite also signifies magic and imagination. So it's not like Neptune moving direct means, you know, shits out the window, we just like have to be serious and can't play anymore and can't imagine and can't visualize and yada yada. Not at all. It's just an invitation to sink into the depth, the truth of what we truly want, and then allow that to take shape in the world through a sense of practicality, a sense of belief and faith, um, but also a groundedness that we're going to experience as the eclipses occur in Taurus and Scorpio, these fixed signs. And we also see Jupiter here. Um, Jupiter is currently, I believe it's squaring Mars at the moment. Um... That sounds wrong. There's, I'm, I'm spacing, but Jupiter energy brings this expansive quality to all that it touches. It lights up whatever it touches, whether that be something we want to expand or not. And that today, at this moment, is our invitation to focus on what it is that we would like to expand. And that doesn't mean through necessarily magical practices I would kind of, like, discourage you from getting too wooed out uh, during the eclipse because it's really kind of chaos energy. Um, But instead to just really sink into our bodies, sink into those spots in our bodies where we feel tension, ask that part of us what, what it wants, what it's feeling, what our soul is asking for in this moment, how we can best nourish our bodies and then allow that to expand. And then the final card we'll pull for our guiding light is Sacred Reverence, which is the 47th. If you're into numerology, um, 47. We're looking at a total of 11 there. Uh, Saw some 1111 bags today. Um, Sacred Reverence is about seeing the holiness and the sacredness in all interactions, uh, recognizing the divinity that exists within us in our most... Um, potent important closest relationships recognizing the sacred quality of all beings and allowing ourselves to tap into that beauty each time we connect or as often as we can when we connect with others and to remember that as we see there's you know these hands are in the shape of the hearts and then there's a key that's right here within the hands and it's Signifying that that is kind of the key to unlocking greater beauty and truth in relationship is to recognize the sacred quality of the person that we're in relationship with. And that includes ourselves, to recognize our own sacredness and our own own divinity. Okay, so that is pile one. That is our guiding light throughout this eclipse and when I say throughout this eclipse what I'm really saying is honestly the next 18 months these energies may come up um, we may notice this just occurring over the next couple of weeks as we sort of fade out in the eclipse shadow um, but these are especially potent at this moment and they may continue to be and aha. Our uh, our affirmation for our North Star through the Eclipse is I am letting go. I am surrendering to what is present. I'm surrendering to what is. I'm letting go of my attachment. I'm allowing myself to experience the transformations that I'm being invited into. All right. Great. So now we're gonna look at pile two which is going to be telling us what we are exhaling during this eclipse. And two crystals came out of the deck for this one. It just felt right to take them both. Um, But what I would like to go for first here as what we are exhaling is our reclaim oracle card. Just gonna speak to the energies, the emotions, the energies that we're sort of exhaling and releasing yeah okay so we have shame so with the shame card and this is a really beautiful card and i actually am feeling kind of inclined to read the description in the handbook for this one so shame is the wound that will not close despite all my efforts and the tears i pour into the broken skin and the old bone when i want to but i cannot scream shame feels like it's my fault even when it's not it lives in the body that i no longer touch shame is a painful and thick emotion to be moving through and especially when we're experiencing shame over beliefs that we've been raised with or um ideas that we can see through. We can kind of literally and intellectually see through these things that are not true, these things that are harmful, these things that were taught to us or pushed on us or that we were indoctrinated into. And there's a lot of shame and a lot of grief that comes up when we start to see through the illusion, Neptune, the illusion of those things, of those beliefs, of those Uh, self-limiting beliefs, humanity-limiting beliefs, whatever it is that has come up, particularly over the last two weeks, uh, the recurring thoughts that are kind of hammering in our minds and telling us that we, this came up in the last reading too, um, but the the idea that we are not enough, the idea that uh, we are totally separate and isolated from the people who care about us, the people who love us, The idea that we're not loved and not cared about, um, all of these are rooted in that sort of shame narrative that colors so much of what we've been moving through over the past two weeks and really the past 18 months. So if you can think back again to uh, May or June of 2020 and if you can think back to the fall, late fall of 2020, and if you can think back to the spring, late May, early June of 2021, these were the dates of the eclipses over the last 18 months. Um, and and how is, shame, how is shame showing up in your life during those phases, during those times? Um, I know for me personally, a lot of shame in the way that I engage in relationships, in my attachment style, in my beliefs about the world and the parts of myself that were restrictive and judgmental and harsh toward myself and toward others. A lot of shame about the way that my trauma manifests in my relationships and the way that I push people away, Uh, the way that my behavior has motivated or my fear and my pain has motivated actions and behaviors that have been harmful to not just myself, but also other people. So as I look back, I can see these powerful and potent invitations to sit with the shame and then to hold my heart, like literally, I've done that a lot over the last 18 months, is holding my heart, closing my eyes and breathing into that place and saying the words that my little one inside of me would have needed to hear in the moments when she was experiencing shame. What did she wanna hear? Most of the time, it's, I love you, you're okay, there's nothing wrong with you. I love you, you're okay, there's nothing wrong with you. I love you, you're okay, there's nothing wrong with you. And sometimes it's something as simple as repeating those phrases to ourselves in the moments when shame is being triggered, when it's coming up and it's hot, it's that hot rush to the head, that sort of like blushing of the soul that is experiencing humiliation and sadness. Um, So this is what we are exhaling. This is what we are ready to really allow to seep and move and leave our bodies. And I really say our bodies because the emphasis is deeply. I mean, you can see that this figure here, there's a snake that's sort of like slithering down their abdomen into their like sacral area. (laughs) And we have these like dark shadow figures that are representing the shame that we often feel about our own sexuality, our own sexual expression, Um, the things that we block out, the fantasies, the desires, the actions, the attractions that feel not okay in some way and what it is about that what sort of energetic hold does that have over us and how is that impacting the choices that we make and the freedom that we allow ourselves to have okay so shame we are exhaling shame from the last two weeks shame from the last 18 months shame from a whole freaking lifetime Um, Okay, so next up and exhale for us is fluorite, which represents organization, clear priorities. Structure can provide freedom and fluorite helps organize your life from top to bottom, heightening focus and releasing unnecessary stress. Fluorite assists with bringing clarity into your life, lifting your mental capabilities for crystal clear intuition and empowered decision-making. By taking your discernment up a notch, Fluorite protects against bad influences and psychic manipulation. Fluorite both grounds and lifts your energy, connecting your body to the earth and to higher spiritual awareness at the same time. Prioritize balance. So this fluorite crystal is associated with Capricorn and Pisces, and uh, the planet it's associated with is Mercury. And um, Mercury is actually conjunct the sun and moon today so the sun and moon are conjunct in the sky and sign of Sagittarius and Mercury is sitting just a chunk of degrees away from those two really adding this sort of analytical um, communicative energy to the moon which may bring up a lot of thoughts maybe obsessive thinking maybe um, obsessive sort of restriction I don't know why the word obsessive keeps coming up but it feels like There's something that's a bit um, compulsive about this energy that comes through. It's interesting. This is um, a Capricorn and Pisces energy because it also really speaks to that Virgo polarity, which is um, looking at the ways that we might sort of over-organize our lives or plan or over-structure our lives, Capricorn. Um, to create really clear boundaries and really clear containers around what we can and cannot do. And I'm thinking back to shame here. So this is making space for um, sort of lowering the walls a bit and allowing those boundaries to stay in place with ourselves and with others while also making a bit more space for flow. Uh, When we can release some of the pressure the undue pressure to perform in a certain way or to create in a certain way or to do anything in a very particular way we can then make space for true um true flow true creation true authentic creation to come through because that is our connection to our soul that is our connection to the little child within us that wanted to express, that wanted to say things, to make things, to do things, that were so intuitive and so natural. And it feels like we're releasing the restrictions that we impose on ourselves that disallow us from finding that intuitive flow. Um, Fluoride. And next up, the moon. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so... The moon energy coming up in the release spot is really on point right now considering um, A, of course, we're literally experiencing a new moon solar eclipse, but I'm thinking back to Neptune, I'm thinking back to the illusions that came up in that initial message from the Akashic Records. So the moon is coming through here, indicating that we are really, 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 really ready to let go of illusions that have kept us locked in place, that have kept us afraid from moving forward, that have kept us stuck in hamster wheel situations within our own minds, within our relationships. Uh, And we're really just saying, I'm okay. I'm ready to put this on the fire if this is associated with shame up here, if this is associated with hyper restriction over here, if this is associated with a lack of boundaries or a lack of respect in our relationships and with ourselves, all of that is coming up because we're now really being invited to exhale that energy of false thinking, of um, false beliefs. Again, Sag, false beliefs. What do you believe? What is an illusion? What is ready to go? And what is keeping you stuck in a place that does not feel fulfilling or true to you anymore? So this is coming up big, big, big Neptune going direct energy, leaving behind what has clouded our vision and allowing those clouds to to shift, allowing those clouds to clear so that we can actually look into that bright blue sky and visualize what it is that we want for this next chapter of our lives. I, I love it. Okay, next up I'm going to pull Spirit of Gratitude. Hmm. So this is interesting. Um, this card is pretty straightforward. Spirit of Gratitude is expressing gratitude for all the ways that we've been blessed that we may not necessarily show appreciation for all the time or that we may not be totally conscious of or um, or regularly connected to. Like I'm thinking at the most basic physical level, the walls around us, the, the ground beneath our feet, uh, the skin on our body, uh, if, if we're blessed with, with sight or hearing, if we're blessed with touch, if we're blessed with breath, any of these things that we take for granted, um, it feels like this in the release position or in the exhale position, um, and I really want to distinguish that because that feels important. The exhale is different than the release, necessarily. Um, or rather, they're not necessarily the same thing. What it is, is it's a sort of exhale of energies that makes space for the inhale. So when we can exhale um, a sense of fear or a sense of um inability to hold. Sp- hold presence for the things within our lives lives that bring us joy we can then make space for more gratitude for the things that are around us um and you know something is coming through here about the energy of fixating on difficult experiences that we've had and perhaps spiritual bypassing at moments. Um, There may be a sort of reckoning or an experience that we have where we kind of wake up to the ways that we haven't allowed allowed ourselves to feel the pain of the past or the pain of a significant experience because we were too busy trying to say, well, here's... All the way, here are all of the ways that I am blessed. Here are all of the ways that I am this. That I am this. I am not allowed to feel pain. I am not allowed to express sadness and grief and hurt and anger because I need to be grateful for all that I have. I see suffering around me, so I need to be grateful. There feels it. It feels like there's an over reliance on this that has come up probably. I would say very likely considering the world has been in such a state of suffering that it's been really difficult to hold space for our own pain and to, you know, take up space in conversations with friends who are really going through deeply painful experiences. Um, This is making a bit more space. This is exhaling the need to be um, so buttoned up, so so grateful to the point that it does not allow us to experience our own grief and uh that again comes back to this shame energy that that we're exhaling um the shame of of what the shame over the blessings that we have in our life the shame over our privilege the shame over all that we have around us that uh you know is is truly a massive privilege and truly a huge huge blessing that we can actually wield to help those around us and to serve and to be in a sense in a space of comfort and in a space of stability with ourselves that then allows us to better show up for the people around us so this is beliefs baby we're back to it beliefs 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 what do you believe about what you have around you what are you ashamed of When you look around your home, when you look around your life, when you look around the table, what are you ashamed of having? And can you transition that shame into gratitude? Can you practice that continuous mantra of instead of, wow, I don't deserve this, or wow, I don't deserve to feel X because I have X or wow, why, like why do I have this when so many other people do not? Why did I deserve this? What did I do to deserve this? Can you pause when those thoughts come up and can you instead say, I am so fucking lucky, I am so grateful, and I am so nourished by all of the beauty and abundance that I have in my life. And I hope so much That by showing that gratitude, that others in my life can receive the beauty of that. Because what is more beautiful than when you see someone in your life who you love um, growing and expanding and receiving beautiful gifts from the universe and they can say, I am so grateful. Because when they express that gratitude, that trickles down. That shares the love. That creates more abundance for everyone around them because being in that energy is so nourishing. So we are releasing the ways that we condemn ourselves for what we have. Um, And finally, the the crystal, the second crystal coming up in the release position is beautiful. It's the angel phantom quartz, which represents faith, healing, and renewal. Acting is a direct connection to the spiritual realm. Angel Phantom Quartz provides a profound relationship with your spiritual team. It aids in overcoming trauma, addressing inner child wounds, healing repressed memories, and alleviating negative emotions that have been haunting you from the past. With this awareness, Angel Phantom Quartz allows you to release yourself from trapped memories to gain your own personal freedom. Empower yourself and write your own story, despite whatever has happened to you in the past. You owe that to yourself. And this is connected to the sign of Capricorn and to the planet of the moon. And, um, yeah, baby. I mean, this is, this is big back to the shame energy. This is healing inner child. This is healing the parts of ourselves that we have neglected, um, as came up in the beginning of the reading too, um, and really like deeply looking at healing whatever has triggered those trapped memories over the last 18 months acknowledging the ways that our behaviors that our experiences have mirrored our childhood pains over the last 18 months and what it is that has come up for healing in those experiences what in our new experiences is highlighting what is healing from our old experiences and from our childhood that's a biggie throughout this cycle and um, throughout every cycle but but has been particularly significant, I know, for me personally and for a lot of folks in my life um, over the last 18 months. And our affirmation for the release position or the exhale position is, I am steadfast. I am steadfast in my courage, in my ability to heal, in my commitment to myself, in my gratitude. I'm steadfast in recognizing my worth and in recognizing the parts of myself that are ready to be healed, that are ready to uh, expand and grow in this next cycle. Yay. Okay. And finally, for pile three, we're looking at the messages and the guidance that is coming through from spirit on this new moon solar eclipse in Sagittarius. So the first card I want to pull again is from the Reclaim Oracle deck. So this is Guidance from Spirit, Detachment, Detachment. Okay, I love the visual on this card. We see three figures attached to, two of them attached to these flowers standing amid the petals. And then we see one figure that is like, you know, breaking free. And they even have, each of them have a little flower on top of their head, which I think is really cute. Um, But this figure on the left here is actually reaching up toward the word detachment at the top. They're grasping, they're rising toward it. And the petals have broken off of the flower. They're flying in the air. This figure right here is leaning toward them, kind of reaching, and it looks like they're trying to sort of grab them to pull them back down. But this figure knows that it's okay to move away from the two figures on their flowers, that it's okay because these flowers are fixed to the earth here. They provide stability, they provide abundance, but also it keeps this figure perhaps chained to energies that they don't necessarily want to be chained to, that they wanna be attached to. So this message of detachment is coming through for us Really, like, Sag is such free energy, it is so, um, dynamic and expansive and does not want to be chained, does not want to be attached to anything that isn't serving its highest growth and its highest good. Um, It's so adventurous. It's so expansive that it really wants to be able to only indulge in the energies that really serve. And that's what we are being invited to do right now is to focus on what serves us. And that doesn't mean you need to let go of every single thing in your life that brings anxiety or brings um, tension. Like We know this isn't practical or even healthy to do that. Um, some healthy tension is good for us, but it can inspire growth. Um, But what I do see here is that there's a sort of staleness that we're allowed and encouraged to detach from right now. What stale energy, what like frozenness or timidity um, that is not aligned for us anymore are we ready to let go of and that might be detachment from an outcome in a relationship in a job in a situation in a project um, that might be detachment from um old ways from old ways of being that don't add up anymore maybe we've noticed a shift in our voice maybe there's been a shift in the way that we express ourselves and the cadence of our speech and the way that we dress It could be detachment from an old version of yourself that is ready to just be exhaled. And can you find that detachment? Can you recognize that these figures on the flowers will still be there? Those flowers will, you know, maybe they'll return to the earth at some point, but they'll probably come back next spring. And if we can appreciate the cyclical nature of energy and the cyclical nature of our earth and of our spirit, then we can recognize that there's really no fear in detaching. There's really no fear. It's just a matter of faith. And I come back to all of the messages we've had here, faith. It's really, really leaning into our faith that if we leave something behind that is highly valuable and important to us, that if it's intended for us, we'll return to it. It will return to us or it will emerge in new form, in different form, in even more aligned form down the line. Okay. Um, the, hi. (laughs) Okay. So the, the next tarot card that we're pulling, um, as a word of advice for this cycle is the Eon. And this came up in our last reading too. Um, it makes sense that we would, See this coming through again at the end of this two week cycle. Um, what comes through for this, and again, this if you didn't listen to the last reading or you're not familiar with the Toth deck, um, this card is associated with the more traditional Smith Rider weight um, judgment card. And judgment. And the Eon really speak to a sense of self-reflection, taking stock of our behavior, taking stock of what's working and what's not working, what has been healthy and not so healthy, um, anything that is interfering with our well-being, um, with our wellness. And can we again take a discerning eye to that and detach from it where needed? Can we take a discerning eye to our own behaviors and habits that are causing a bit more harm than good? Um, Can we take a discerning eye to our choices and to the way that we show up in relationship and identify what just maybe doesn't feel super true anymore? What, um, maybe there are literal things you've been saying out loud in your relationships that are just not true not necessarily because you intended to be deceptive or harmful or anything, but because it just, with Neptune moving direct, with our illusions falling away, we can see more clearly now. We can see what is actually truth for us and what was not so close to the truth for us that we have been you know, leaning into and accepting, um, particularly since, since May and June of 2020. So that is some potent guidance. Um, Next up, I just wanna pull an oracle card beyond the ordinary. So this is 45. Um, And back here for our our last file, by the way, this, this, uh, the number was 43 here, which is giving us a seven. That's the chariot and, and the tarot, if that means anything to you. Um, and here we have Beyond the Ordinary, 45 adds up to 9, associated with the Hermit in the tarot. And as I'm seeing that number and as I'm seeing this card, um, what I really feel is that we are being guided to recognize the experiences and the relationships around us that have been truly magical, and the parts of ourselves that are truly magical. And I don't just mean like, oh, it's so nice, it's it's beautiful, this relationship has, has been so fun, or this experience was like so wild. I really mean like pausing to appreciate the true magic that has emerged in your life, the moments when you just know within your heart that something is so special, that something is so rare, whether it's an experience that you have with another person, um, a spiritual experience that you have personally, uh, really anything within your life that feels so potent and so transformative, to take stock of that, to take stock of the miracles that have occurred in your life over the last 18 months, and to take stock of the, all of the beauty that lies ahead of you, that you may not be aware of now, that is truly well beyond the ordinary, And certainly the past 18 months have been anything but ordinary, and maybe there's something there to look at. Um, Maybe there's something there to appreciate that what we've gone through collectively, individually, is not normal. It's not ordinary. It's not, um, there's no handbook for this shit. There's no guidebook that leads us through the experience of a lockdown of death and suffering at the scale of restriction, of isolation, um, and to recognize that there is healing that is ready to be done there, that, uh, you know, we're still not living in anything close to a state of normal. And how can we recognize that and then integrate that within our lives and within our self-talk? I've had a hard time dealing with my own um, lack of direction, uh, lack of groundedness, um, struggles with attention, with mental health, with physical health, with relationships, and it's tough for me personally to not say like, oh, I'm, I'm failing, I'm doing this wrong, I'm doing that wrong, I'm not showing up in this way for myself or for the people I love, I'm not showing up this way in my work, I'm missing this, I'm late on this, I'm behind here, I'm struggling here, and all of those moments and um, there's this other thing hovering in the balance, which is, hello, this shit is not normal. <laughs> this is not ordinary. We're not going through an experience that we have ever been prepared for in any way. And, um, and also In these experiences, we can tap into really extraordinary magic within us and within others and within our natural world that reminds us of the magic all around us. And so that's that. That's just a message to continue to take us on our path as we move into this next phase. The crystal that has come up for uh, our final sort of energetic guidance is Amazonite. And this represents objectivity, filter, and truth. Filtering vibrations is what Amazonite does best from electromagnetic pollution, your thoughts, and environmental influences. So if you're prone to environmental sensitivity, Amazonite has your back. This is a great way to cleanse yourself from technology if you need a break from your devices. Amazonite encourages discernment, back here with the Eon, Allowing you to be unbiased in your decision-making, objectivity leads the way, offering clarity on which choices are best from you. Detach from the outside in order to connect to the inside. This card is, or I'm sorry, this crystal is associated with uh, the sign of Virgo and the planet Uranus. Um, Uranian energy, very present. Uh, as we're experiencing the Saturn-Uranus square throughout 2021, which has really been the defining transit that has imposed both this like back and forth between restriction and freedom, restriction and rebellion. Um, And this, like, you know, we've hovered around the word truth so much throughout this reading and discernment and detachment and it feels like there's this is sort of this grand call to really do a cleanse whatever that means for you if there is something that feels like it's polluting your energetic space you're really being invited to detach from it to cleanse to take a discerning eye to it to see how it's really impacting you and also to appreciate that none of us are living within normal times that none of our behaviors none of our our experiences can be uh, seen as typical or standard. We, We really are encouraged to not define ourselves by what's shown up for us over the last 18 months and over the last two weeks. It's really big energy that we've been dealing with in really challenging circumstances. So the final affirmation for this pile is, I am balanced. I am balanced. And that feels so on point and such a beautiful way to close out this reading, um, bringing balance, bringing harmony back into our lives and the places that have experienced a lot of disharmony throughout the Eclipse Portal and over the last 18 months. And just to do kind of a quick recap here, um, a reminder of the core messages that we received. For the first chunk, it was... What is our north star what are we being guided toward that is respect for self that is boundaries that create more respect and healthy energy in our relationships that is allowing ourselves to surrender to what is ready to go surrender to the transformations occurring in our lives that is showing sacred reverence respect seeing and appreciating the divinity within ourselves and in the people that we love, the people that we're intimate with. And that is releasing what is ready to go, releasing what we're ready to purge. In the, uh, in the exhale pile, we have shame. We have shame that is holding us back from what we truly want. We have shame over what we've learned that's no longer true for us. We have the moon, which is releasing energies, I'm sorry, releasing illusions, releasing false stories, false, false narratives, false beliefs that have kept us stuck in place. And we have gratitude, which is really opening up to the possibility of seeing all the abundance around us as blessings, as true blessings, not leaning into the shame over what we have, but leaning into the gratitude for what we do have and remaining steadfast in that. And finally, again, in the guiding energies for this next chapter, we have detachment, detaching from outcomes, detaching from energies that are no longer aligned. We have the eon with discernment, um, taking a discerning eye to what's around us, to our choices, to what's come up in our lives throughout this chapter and, and beyond the ordinary, which is appreciating the magic around us and appreciating that we are going through very not ordinary times and bringing as much balance as we can to our lives as we navigate these very tricky energies. All right, humans, that's all I've got for you today. If you are interested in a personal reading, uh, I am offering one-to-one Akashic Records and eclipse portal readings on my website at umbrareadings.com. You can visit my website to learn a bit more about me and my practice, uh, you can book a live reading if you'd like, or a recorded reading, there are both astrology and Akashic Records readings that fuse the tarot, I kind of mix a bunch of different practices. Um, so I encourage you to go check that out if you're interested or in need of support and want to dig in a bit deeper and receive a personal energetic forecast or alignment that can help you really navigate uh, these times. And uh yeah, I also um so this this reading itself will be live both as a podcast on um Apple, Spotify. Anchor, Google, etc., um, and also on YouTube. So if you're watching this right now on YouTube, hi. Um, I'm gonna be doing these visually and uh, the audio from here on out, so you can find me on either platform. I am wishing you all a really beautiful new moon, solar eclipse, and sage. I hope that it is as useful as it possibly can be. And I hope that as you segue into this next chapter over the next couple months, as we move into this new Axis energy, um, that you can really make peace with a lot. You can make peace with the parts of yourselves and the experiences that have shown up over this last 18-month cycle. Um, It's been a wild one for all of us in our own ways. And um, I am sending you a lot of love. I hope that you find some peace and some ease tonight or whenever you're listening. Bye!